to episode six of Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we'll analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. And I'm Sean German of FiveMinutesOfMime.com. And it's my very special pleasure to uh, introduce uh, some special guests today. We have with us today, we have Donald Bell, Steve Slater, and Grant Shalen. All together, they make up Aloha Screwdriver. Welcome, fellas. Hello. And for our listeners of our podcast, you will know Aloha Screwdriver as they provided the theme music for Spinal Tap Minute. So you hear a little bit of their song, Doom Buggy Hell Ride, at the beginning of end and end of each episode. We thank them for joining us. This is exciting. <laughs> the pleasure is all ours. All right. And we are gathered here today to discuss Minute 6 of the movie This is Spinal Tap. Minute 6 begins with uh, the boys on Pop, Look, and Listen performing Gimme Some Money. It ends with the discussion of uh, replacement drummer Eric Stumpy Joe. Uh, In between, we get get the rest of that clip from Pop, Look, and Listen, and we get a little bit more uh, band interview with Marty and the gang. Definitely. So what do you... um... Sean, what are you taking away from checking out this black and white kind of top of the pop sort of thing going on here with the guys? Well, I think that the immediate takeaway is the uniformity of the gentlemen. The band, they're in in trousers and blazers. They're all dressed the same. There's a little bit of uh, coordinated movement. They're not a dance group, certainly, but they're they're together. <laughs> You know, in, in, in contrast to an earlier minute where we saw them doing, performing a spinal tap, doing uh, Tonight We're Gonna Rock You Tonight, where it's, they're all dressed differently, they're all doing the same thing, or doing their own thing, and it's just, it's, it's anarchy on stage. It's amazing that they're all playing the same song, whereas here they're, you know, they're very orderly, they're together. Yeah, and I was noticing we've got these, like, you know, little hero shots, you know, of each one of them as we're getting... To see them, and I was thinking, kind of like um, in that thing you do, where they do that, and they they oh, yeah. go to each member yeah, of the mm-hmm. band, and then um, they have that new bass player, and they go, "Not too close, not too close." <laughs> it's kind of a little older and kind of a little mature looking, or maybe not quite as young and cutie pie as these guys. So that's what I was kind of thinking, like if I was a teeny bopper and I was looking at this, which which one would be my crush? You know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think this is also this is the first time you get like a hint at how old these guys really are in their their career. Too, oh, yeah. Right? yeah. And how much of a trend chasing band they are. Yeah. Right. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Jump, the, jump from one to jump the from one genre to another <laughs> based on what's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is the age you probably want them to be in. Uh, if you if you were, you know, young and wanting to see a metal band, you'd want them to be at this black and white stage age in their career right right? Yeah. right but instead there's spinal tap over the hill <laughs> right started starting to get there right which is winds up being kind of more of the closing theme of the movie right 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 uh, i think I, I i'm a what's his name stumpy stumpy peeps yeah oh, yeah i think i i'm strangely drawn to him more than anybody else <laughs> i think uh yeah, he's got the weezer look yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. Totally. And he he's having such a good time, but he's uh, not uh, over the top about it like uh, like uh, Michael McKeon. Right. Michael oh, yeah, McKeon's yeah. really playing it cool. Up. Yeah, where Stumpy Peebs is like, looks like he's really having a good time. Like, yeah. is that- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just laying it down. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's very, it's, it's, all, yeah. 
What was that, Sean? Oh, just another another thing contrasting to the the tonight I'm going to rock you performance. The drum kit is is really more scaled down. It's simple. It's just the basics. It's a bass, a, a you know, a tom tom, a snare, cymbals. It's it's he's not going crazy. It's very workmanlike. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to say I am. I don't know if I've ever seen tie knots that small. <laughs> they're, they're wearing shoelaces around their necks. These yeah. ties are so thin, and those knots are so small. I'm. It's. It's impressed. I don't know how you tie something like that. Yeah, it's like extreme skinny tie. Yeah, I, I have like a good skinny tie, and I yeah, I always struggled with how you make the knot not be uh, uh, obtrusive. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that's like if we were pretending they were real. Like if that's the kind of thing that there's a wardrobe backstage that does it. You know, somebody dressing them, or because it's hard for me to imagine them being able to do that skillfully on their own. Yeah, yeah. We can ask. Steve, a question? Oh, about- just about, yeah, about the kit. You know, you're someone who's played with uh, a minimal kit. Yeah. In in certain bands and in a more elaborate kit in others. What do you, what do you favor? I mean, I'm, I'm more, I'm partial to a simple kit, you know? I like to be able to get on and off the stage pretty, pretty fast. But this kit is pretty much your basic, like, I'm going to play drums, I'm going to buy a drum set. That's what you're going to buy. Mm. Yeah. A five-piece drum set, a couple cymbals. Um, you can't get much more. I mean, you have to choose to go more basic than that. Right. <laughs> but in, in 1963 or whenever this is supposed to be, that, yeah, just, that was probably a pretty good kit. Yeah, like, it probably was. was. The They're, shells were good quality. Yeah, and... they probably wouldn't even have had that middle tom. Uh, they right. probably only had two toms, not three. Right. Well, the other thing I'm realizing is that it doesn't really matter because like, in, in classic like style of like a show like this, none of the guitars are plugged in. The right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The amps aren't behind right. them. Like they're, they're just basically lip syncing to what, what, you know, a recorded track. Yeah, and you know, before this, we were watching them in, um, you know, in the '80s, and I'm just noticing the contrast of even just their facial expressions mm-hmm. and, and what they're trying. I don't know what they're trying to do here. Sort of ham it up, but sort of. I think they're they're very careful to think about what <laughs> what uh, what's going to attract a young female audience, which we learn later is not their. <laughs> core demographic but, uh, <laughs> but you know here they're they're trying to be squeaky clean and happy and then later on it's more like oh we're dangerous you know nigel's right. faces in some of those is are absurd yeah uh, yeah but yeah I, th- I think it's all driven by what they think is going to resonate with uh with ladies i mean potentially also they're just at this point in their game not as quality a musician like maybe they can't actually do a guitar solo at this point right right we don't know yeah he comes like, up, he comes with a little guitar i mean solo, but not honestly. like the wailing guitar solo like oh, later no. like maybe he hadn't figured that out or maybe the technology <laughs> didn't incorporate the violin the pedal i need to create ways yeah. in my head yeah. doesn't exist yet right you know right. Mm. well i think the other thing that we're like is part of this too is that they're they're from an era, and this is kept, keeps being reinforced in the movie of you know having a label manage their their image and their career. Oh right, and, right. And all that. So it may even just be that they were plugged into like a, a, a studio system that wanted them to be a Beatles ripoff band. Right, and right. so that's the part they were playing here. And somebody tied their ties for that. Right, and then <laughs> and then later they you know who knows if Spinal Tap was actually like a a label move that we need to get we need to get on this metal thing. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> You guys need to train in your uh, Nehru jackets for. I mean, some yeah, I, I, whether they're told to do it or they, they, I mean, I saw it more as a trend chaser thing. Yeah, like they're just kind of trying to 
find whatever it's going to be. They want to be relevant, right? Whatever it's it's going to search for relevance. Where's the, la- that where are the ladies? The you know? yeah. yeah. Right. I think if you so this is this clip is from 1965, uh, and I, I'm guessing if you search for what all the big bands were wearing in 1964, that's what you would see. Like right. the 1964 version of the Beatles, the 64 version of the Kinks, you know, all those bands, that's what they were doing. That's what they look like. And so these guys are like, all right, that seems to be the thing. Let's let's do that. Yeah. Right. Well, I, even, I was thinking about uh, David Bowie's early career as an mm. example, oh. too, like mm-hmm. how his his first album or his first kind of push out into the pop, the pop music world. He's just he's so dolled up and squeaky clean uh, and then he eventually you know rebels out of that into yeah. his whole into yeah. David Bowie we know but like there was that pre-David Bowie David Bowie period that mm-hmm. was it's hard to look at I, I'm I'm actually fascinated by bands that have that kind of career where they go through distinct phases and looks and you know music styles uh, and sometimes it could be seen as trend chasing, but sometimes they are the trend setters. You know, the right. Beatles obviously were the were the oh yeah they were there, yeah sure uh, pushing the limits. And there are other bands. You know, this is kind of a silly example, but the band the Cardigans they started as this very uh, like squeaky clean pop band from Sweden, all similar. Like they looked uh, very polished and everything. And then they started exploring darker and darker stuff. Got into more electronic stuff and veered into you know harder rock stuff for a while. And it's I I. To some degree, applaud Spinal Tap for you know trying, but yeah. they were probably following on the heels. Yeah, of that, that's, that's what, a, yeah, doing that's the actual, like they're doing everything a year later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. a year after it was you know right. discovered that to be cool. Have you ever right. read the uh, Chuck Klosterman wrote an incredible review of the Beatles box set, and he says that. <laughs> He wrote it as though he had never heard the Beatles before. <laughs> and so he said about like Sgt. Pepper, he said, uh, it kind of seems like the Beatles just did everything that the Rolling Stones did about eight or nine months before the Rolling Stones did it. <laughs> so I'd like, I'd like to get you, you guys' opinion as, as professional musicians. And this is something that we, um, us amateurs, discussed in, in another show. If the Beatles had stayed together... Um, and, and I think you're right. You're, you're repeating something, uh, something that we, we kind of figured out that the Beatles went through many changes, but they were on the forefront. They kind of led the trends, not, not following. But if the Beatles stayed together and were around in the early 80s, would they have turned into a hair metal band? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I doubt it. I, I think, I mean, there are parts of the White Album that are my favorite metal album ever. Like, I actually think they might have gone there. It's hard to say because yeah. of the unspeakable things that Paul McCartney did in the 80s. But <laughs> but he never went hair metal. No, no, no he didn't. Yeah. I so, think the only way you can even justify metal in its purest form is like a young man's... It's a young man's, it's a young man's genre, right? It's... <laughs> It's not with uh, you know. Let me aside. I think that's what he But the real, the, the hair yeah. metal the, that Lemmy would disdain as much as anyone. Right. right? The, the stuff that is the the real Spinal Tap stuff. Because um, it's more pop metal. Yeah. What they're doing. It's glam. What yeah. these guys yeah. are doing yeah. is poison. Yeah. yeah. There's no. Yeah, there's yeah. no way the Beatles would intersect with poison. Uh, no, they were not about to dress like. No matter how no, tired they were going to cross dress of being the Beatles. No. no. <laughs> I don't think so. Plus, I think they, I think at that point they would have been pretty old to like try to take on that genre, mm-hmm. you know. So those, are, I mean, all the hair metal bands were twenty in their twenties or mm-hmm. you know younger. I think it would have been really, really weird. 
Also, I don't think John Lennon would have done it. No. Even if Paul McCartney wanted to do it, I don't think John Lennon would have been as like, a joke. Yeah. As a joke, maybe. As a joke, yeah. maybe, yeah. But I kind of think... looking at their music uh, when they went their separate ways, like I think John Lennon, he went, he got weird. He didn't get hair metal, you know. Well, I mean, well, hair metal's weird I mean, too. But you could you could put Yoko Ono through like a you know, a, you know, a distortion pedal and really qualify True. that as a metal album in some ways. Yeah. Extreme. <laughs> He's a kick drum. You need a double kick. On Yoko Ono. <laughs> Double kick on Yoko Ono. You've got something special. Just the, the biggest drums out of the planet. I'm jotting that down as a potential song title. <laughs> well, so, well, speaking yeah. of music, just be, I think we've before we completely exhaust this this pop look and listen segment. Mm-hmm. So, have you guys been able to make anything of the notes in the background on the set that's that's behind the band? N- no, we played it on the phone keyboard. And uh, the piano on our phone, and that everyone has on their phone. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and we we have not we could not figure out we figured out it's in E minor. <laughs> uh, but we did. I did realize actually looking at the clip a little bit ago that we ended on the wrong note. Oh. So we were playing it ending on an E, but it actually ends on an F sharp. Oh, so maybe it resolves. So it, I, it actually has no resolution. Okay, then. <laughs> it's, gonna, yeah. it's just gonna leave you hanging. <laughs> so yeah, we don't know. It no. really looks nice on the set, though. It's I was going to say. Nice movement across the a set. A lot of there, things. I'm impressed right. that that all actually looks like musical notation, because a lot of times you see these kind of set dressing things that were just designed by some production designer, and the notes are, like, the little, you know, the tail is, like, pointed the wrong way. Right, or, right, right. Like, you wouldn't, yeah. There's, Although there's, there's, there's no time signature... And there's and starts, two and a half beats yeah. per measure, so <laughs> that's not measure. uncommon for a first measure, but you're but right. But then there's the second no... measure has, it looks like three beats. Can you just push play for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it looks like it has three beats. Oh, it, yeah. That's a bar line. So it's a bar of two, a bar of three, and a bar of two again, yeah, right? Is that... <laughs> So that's a little weird. There, yeah. oh. that one. No, can, actually, the, the, right? No, it's two, like, it's two and a half. Two and a half. Stop it at, at seven. At the second seven, I think that may be your best look at. So the this whole is thing. So, it's, so it's got a bar of two <laughs> and a bar of two and a half, and then a bar of two again. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Either way, I doubt it was a hit. One and for their band. No, actually, the first. The... You're right. There is that that note right back there. Actually, the first bar is the same. Yeah, that's weird. It's All right, five like, it's five and second one is another good shot. It's got five eighth notes in the first bar and five. It's like five beats in these bars, so it's in five eight. All right, I'm gonna oh, call so that this eight. is the inside <laughs> baseball thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I didn't need that to take yeah, a slide. Yeah, yeah. The drummer died. I think the last thing to me just to note is that I just always remember loving singing this song. It is a really catchy song yeah. and it's great. Yeah. You know, give me some money. Well, um, yeah, and that's that's one thing about about the band and and the movie. There's there's humor and it's a comedy and and we've mentioned that before and we admit it that we're what? talking about a comedy <laughs> one minute at a time, but the music is serious and and the music is good. This is actually um, I hadn't listened to it in a long time, but in in preparing uh, for the show, just in addition to watching the movie, just listening to the albums, and it's quality pop. It's it's catchy. It's the kind of thing I listen to it once, and then a couple hours later, I it's hum- I'm still humming it. It's still in my head. It's, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. and they have they have serious music pedigree. I know at least Michael McKeon was you know he was there on the folk scene. Uh, mm-hmm. I I can't remember if Christopher Guest was too, but. 
they they do take pride in their music and when they went out and did tours they wanted to make sure it was a good show not just from a comedy perspective but a musical one too and yeah. So, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if if guest has ever done musical stuff outside of the musical movies that he's done but i know he's a serious player we see him playing guitar and just kind of jumping ahead we see him in stonehenge he's playing the mandolin and making a good show of it i and i uh, listening to an interview of him he plays about a dozen instruments um, and if he plays them as well as we see him playing guitar and mandolin um, then i'm sure he does does a good job and I, it's nice that you you mentioned michael mckeon i had a little kind of trivia thing that I wasn't sure how it was going to fit in. Um, but since you mentioned his musicality, so before Spinal Tap, Michael McKeon was uh, part of Lenny and Squiggy on Laverne and Shirley. Sure. And they had a band. Um, Lenny and the Squigtones. Lenny and the Squigtones. <laughs> and in, in addition to being a band on the show, they actually put out an album. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Michael McKeon played on that. Uh, as well, so yeah, so these are these guys are, are playing their own instruments and they're uh, they're doing a good job. I wonder, can you guys tell from looking? Do you think Ed Bagley Jr. plays drums too, or just you can't really tell? Uh, it looks good. Yeah, he's, he's faking it pretty well, but I don't. I didn't get the vibe that he was an actual drummer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we know that. Yeah, we know that the guys in Spinal Tap, but at this point in the Thamesman, they may just be act at least the bass guy and and the drummer. They may be acting. Yeah. yeah. I know I Harry Shearer is is that Harry Shearer? It's it's always hard for me to tell because he looks so radically different, but I I think it is. See, I think it is too. But I he does look really different. He looks so different. Well, even even Nigel looks so I go back and forth because actually in in the uh, there's a shooting I call it an outline because the right. movie is, is primarily improvised. So it's yeah. not really a script. But in this shooting outline, it says in this clip, it's Nigel and David with two different musicians. So right. we know it's a different drummer, at least in that rough version of the outline. It was a different bass player as well. Okay. But I go back and forth. It, it, I mean, you just if you compare what we see of. Nigel and David in the beginning versus the way they look, particularly Nigel, looks so different in the clip versus when we see the interview at the end of the minute that I'm like, well, if he looks that different, maybe that is Derek. Maybe that is Harry Shearer playing bass. I I think that's got to be Harry Shearer just looking at what we're we're just looking at it right now. But it is... He looks There's, so young. I've always wondered that, about that because later, there, when in the moment where they're, sorry to, uh, you know, no spoiler alert, yeah. uh, later when they're in the hotel room and a, a song comes on the radio, he says, hey, right. gentlemen, there's a bit of your past. Your right. past. And he your doesn't past. say our past. Hmm. And I always kind of wondered, like, did he not feel as invested? Did he, uh, was he not in the band at that point? I, yeah. Yeah. That's, no, that's a good, that's. That's a good it, one. It could be you. Harry Shearer playing the part of a previous bandmate. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Mind blown. Oh, man. That's why we're here, guys. Yes. We're doing the. Blown mind. My good biggest. Work. Well, while we're still talking about this. Yes, my, my biggest please. beef, or, or what, what is, uh, I'm drawn to here is you notice they're all right handed uh, guitarists and, mm-hmm. and the bass players right handed. And when you watch the Beatles on TV, they look so great because Paul McCartney is left handed. Mm. and his guitar neck is shooting off in the other direction. And so there's this nice, like, symmetry between mm. him and George. Yeah. 
And here it just looks just that much more awkward, which adds to the comedy. Uh, and it's it's one of those subtle things that I wonder if they thought, I'm sure they had conversations about like, should this bass player be left-handed or not? And uh, for whatever reason, possibly because it looks more awkward, they chose uh, to go right-handed. Hmm. And what is he playing? It looks like it's a distinctive, I don't know, gear at all. But that It, it, it looks, looks like a Beatle bass, the, uh, the Hofner uh, viola bass. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to see. It's a little dark. It's hard to tell if it's a real one or one of the many ripoffs that was produced immediately after they were on the Ed Sullivan show. Cool. Well, shall we segue into the interview it's so hard to not look at these guys over and over again <laughs> especially michael mckeon man he He's really jerking around jerks yeah. it around yeah yeah he so moving on like so notice where to where to look yeah you know, i really <laughs> notice but yeah let's let's segue into the interview part portion of this minute yeah, so about 25 seconds in, we then jump back to uh, the interview portion with Marty uh, talking to the band at, we're back at Nigel's Castle in Scotland, and, and talking about their first drummer, Joe Stumpy Peeps, and, uh, and the question of what happened to him, and he died in a bizarre gardening accident. Better left unsaid. Yeah. Uninvestigated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what this kind is of the gardening first, accident? This is the first time this is the first of up. many. The drummer. Right. The 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 dread of being the drummer mm. in this band. <laughs> yeah, and they also I like how right away they say his name and then they kind of laugh and are you know remembering him fondly as a great uh tall great geek with glasses oh, great look great look good yeah, drummer good, good <laughs> and then he died in a horrific gardening accident that we really shouldn't even cover yeah it is so so gruesome yeah i mean what do you think happened or gruesome i don't know run over by a lawnmower no uh, i don't know i mean something yeah. with yeah with What's some it? sort of shears or weed whacker gone Crazy. Yeah, I wish <laughs> now I wish I knew what kind of like motorized gardening equipment was available in 1965 or Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not a riding lawnmower maybe then. Probably not back then. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Did you yeah. guys see did you guys watch um Mad Men? Yeah, that's yeah. right. There were right on right. yeah. the 60s, so. Now that was definitely a bizarre could have been gardening yeah. accident. I just heard about an ad agency that has a <laughs> has a, a ride-on mower in their lobby or something as an homage to that. And I thought that's kind of perverse in a number of ways. Yeah, yeah. that's odd. Speaking of which, I, my mind did go somehow like sexual with the, the gardening accident. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to make it sexual in my mind, no, but like, just the, like the was, hushed tones in which it was spoken of. Mm, it's like some kind of not, vegetable yeah. erotic asphyxiation. Right. Kind yeah. of yeah. <laughs> you know, self... <laughs> Like yeah, on the they, riding lawnmower. It was like somehow Scotland yeah. Yard came through to take a look, and they they just wanted to do a cover up just to yeah, no one could benefit from really knowing what happened here. Well, that fits in with like what what could it be that that the authorities would say just best leave it unsolved and <laughs> yeah. something, something of 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 you know a tawdry nature could be yeah. <laughs> And so, uh, so then Joe Stumpy Peeps was replaced by Stumpy Joe Childs. <laughs> <laughs> <It was> a... <laughs> 
so many good names. Yeah, there's a there's a theme. And were those just like made up on the spot, or were those predetermined? Do we know that? Well, when I listened to Rob Reiner on the Nerdist podcast, that he said everything was made up on the spot. Right. So yeah, and so, like Sean said, there's an outline, but the outline. Yeah. The so outline, the yeah the, the outline des- the describes outline? scenes. So the only there there are some random quotes, but I think the only dialogue from the outline that actually makes it into the movie are bits of Marty's introduction. That very first thing he does the first two minutes where he say, you know, I went to the electric banana and I saw this band. <laughs> and even that, it's it's half from the outline and half stuff that's not. And we'll we'll say, you know, and according to Rob, he, you know, that stuff he invented on the spot. So outside of that first scene, it's a description that says, you know, like for these interview scenes, it just says it's Marty interviewing the band in front of Nigel's castle. Um, And it's and they don't that's how I know it's Nigel's castle. And actually, I don't think they say it in the movie. Right. Um, And it'll say things like they discuss their history of drummers and yeah. stuff like that. It yeah, it actually doesn't mention these guys by name. It just says ruminating about the unfortunate tendency of their drummers to <laughs> die off. Right. But yeah. what I love about that if they did improvise the names is that like the similarity between the two names. These guys are too good to, for that been just like lazy improv- improvisation like yeah. they, like a deliberate attempt to make them yeah. similar but different enough that there's this Weird legacy of Stumpy drummers. And right. Yeah. <laughs> and, what, yeah. and it makes me wonder, what does Stumpy mean in this context? Because uh, uh, Stumpy Peeps didn't have, you know, he wasn't like missing a... a <laughs> Limmer. Right, well, yeah. Although, you well, know, with we the don't gardening see his accident. feet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't see it's his feet. It's possible he's got like yeah. a, you know, a whole foot that doesn't have any toes or something. Uh, Maybe he only became Stumpy after... Oh, after, he, yeah. Uh, yeah. When it, and it shows a certain, uh, I guess it, it gives you the level of respect that they have for drummers that they've got a nickname mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter who's drumming. That's you're the, you're the drummer. You're Stumpy. And you're Stumpy. Yeah. You're Stumpy. <laughs> fill in the blank here. <laughs> <sighs> well, let's see anything else from this interview or are we kind of... The interview just kind of pops back in here in the last few seconds. It's not too long. Yeah, other than uh, other than drummers and bizarre gardening accidents, I don't know. I don't. I don't have much else to say. Can we talk about Nigel's shirt? Sure. Uh, oh yeah. yes, please do. It's incredible. I mean, I, his clothes throughout yes, are just several incredible shirts. He's wearing he's wearing this, <laughs> which is like a uh, a sort of plaid with a, a Jolly Roger and you know some bones bones and, uh beautiful like i want all of his shirts from yeah him. and, yeah. and he he's wearing his... it with a kilt he's got the t-shirt and kilt yeah, he's, right. he a <laughs> he's a pioneer in the t-shirt and kilt uh resurgence that i think happened in the 90s <laughs> yeah. that's so funny because when i i so i met my husband through friendster if anybody remembers oh, yeah. that and one of the pictures so you're the one himself, <laughs> yeah was of um him in a you know, a black t-shirt with some band or something on it. I forget. But then, uh, you know, drinking a beer and wearing a kilt yeah. <laughs> and wearing big stompy boots. I just I feel like, like, yes, whenever, I, whenever <laughs> I see a man in kilt, I always wonder, 
Yeah. Dude, what's underneath? Yeah. <laughs> are they wearing underwear? Are they not? Because I think it's acceptable to not wear underwear if you're wearing a kilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. I think that's traditional. Yeah. Especially if you're on like a Scottish battlefield. Yeah, right. for, for sure. It's not Braveheart. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you hold your foil-wrapped cucumber, though? <laughs> well, that's oh, a good question. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, I don't think okay. Nigel needed it. <laughs> yeah. No, he's just already. No, that was yeah, that was this. Derek's uh, issue. Yeah. And and later he he has what a Gumby and Pokey shirt, mm-hmm. and then he's got the famous uh, uh, <laughs> X-ray, the green X-ray. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, really what I yeah, they talk about it. I yeah. wish. Yeah, I wish there were a. a the this Tufnel is an collection. exact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't have it up today, but we did. Um, I found a. Uh, kind of a blog post that a guy made where he identifies as many t-shirts from the movie as he oh, can. Wow. Hmm. Not all, I mean, he hasn't found, but a few of them he'll say, oh, and you can buy oh, wow. it here, or a similar one or something. So well, I'll, be, yeah, I'll be spending some money <laughs> yeah. after this show. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I really like this one too. And there's a lot of red mm-hmm. in this. We'll see a little bit more when they pan out in the next minute, but a lot of them are wearing red too, mm-hmm. like almost coordinated in a way. But yeah, he does have, he is a real fashion icon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think also like the, the dead drummers getting that started up front is another technique. I think they used to paint the band as being, having been around for a long time. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gone through many dead drummers. There's drummer number one, as far as we know. Mm-hmm down yeah <laughs> bizarre gardening accent and it's what i love is they they clearly for at least for the early phase of their the band they clearly ripped off the history of the beatles in, in a very direct way because they're you know the beatles started out with a different drummer a different mm-hmm. bass player uh but they just kind of take it and and uh, you know like <laughs> and just take it to the the next degree that makes it so absurd and and uh so great Absolutely. Well, should we start wrapping up this minute, guys? Or anything else on this minute? Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't have anything else on this. How about you, Sean? Uh, no. I think I think we've covered minute six. Okay, cool. Well, we hope you've enjoyed um, the sixth episode of Spinal Tap Minute. Um, our theme music is by... Our guests, Aloha Screwdriver. Ooh. We thank you guys for letting us use it. Um, I yeah. I was yeah, so stoked. I asked Donald. Mm-hmm. He got permission from you guys. And then all of a sudden we were doing it. Sean was really stoked. He's a big surf music fan as well. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So we were really, really excited to and stoked that, you know, we could go through your catalog and, and for for what it's worth that song when we perform it live is probably our most spinal tap-esque yeah. song in terms of <laughs> the amount of shenanigans and 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 props that yeah. we use to yeah. pull off one song right yeah if, in fact it, if anyone's going to die on stage it's probably going to be doing yeah. that song <laughs> <laughs> we do a pretty magical switch where donald switches to the bass and grant switches to the drums and then i get to the front of the stage and play a drum that's on this light up box it's pretty awesome Cool. You should come. It's pretty dangerous. (laughs) Somebody's gonna get hurt. Yeah. Yeah, So I will um, make this short on my end. Just 
go to SpinalTapMinute.com and you can find um, all of our social links and our subscription link. And if you're new to listening to podcasts, I know a lot of people that are listening along are like seasoned podcast listeners. But in case this is kind of new to you, um, subscribing is the way that um, we kind of get noticed in iTunes. And there's this whole crazy algorithm that the more people subscribe and like and um, give five-star reviews, the more other people can find us, um, which is very helpful to us. So find a friend to help you subscribe yeah. or figure it out on your own. Or a comment, a rating and a comment. Right? Yeah, rating yeah. and a comment. Put your, put your favorite Spinal Tap quote in on the comments. Yes, <laughs> excellent idea. Um, yeah. And then, um, let's see, Sean will share a few other things and then we'll find out from you guys how we can, um, keep up to date on all your gigs and about all your albums and such. Do they still call them albums? I think so. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Sides or, yeah. So, uh, in addition to the website, you can reach us at spinaltapminute at gmail.com. And we've also got the Spinal Tap Minute hotline. You can reach us at 419-TAP-TAP-6. That's 419-827-8276. And if you've got a a question you can ask us, or also if you've got a Spinal Tap story, you can leave for us and and maybe we'll we'll include it in a future episode. Sounds good. All right. And so, gentlemen, if our listeners want to find out more about Aloha Screwdriver, where can they find you? Well, that's alohascrewdriver.com. Oh, gee. Uh, It's pretty straightforward. That's where we've got... uh, uh, all our upcoming shows listed. You can hear our music. We've got merch listed there. Uh, we've got Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff linked out from there too. And uh, it's the best spot to find us, probably. Yeah, and you can actually see a music video for the opening theme song here, "Doom Buggy Hell Ride," is right there on the AlohaScrewdriver.com page. That's worth checking out too. That's. That's, an awesome video. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's our, our one and only, but it's uh, it, we're pretty proud of that one. Yeah, yeah, definitely worth worth checking out. If you're interested in seeing us live, we'll be at the Knockout on April 14th. That's in San Francisco. It should be a pretty fun night. I think we'll so, we'll even have a new record probably to be. That's right. Selling Ooh, the that's right. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about this. Cool. Yes. It's not it's not all black. But it is, <laughs> it is 3D. Wow. Which it makes for an interesting, different kind of conversation over artwork direction. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that's, yeah. And so to segue here into um, kind of closing out episode six, uh, the guys are going to come back for episode seven. I and mean, we can talk a little bit more about the band and, mm. and yeah, the fantastic artwork and design that goes into all your different cool offerings and all your cool rad stuff we can go into even more detail at the next episode so a little teaser for episode seven so definitely come back for that uh so i think we we've covered everything for today so until next time and so say all of us tap into america